so, uh, welcome to Made a Fail, episode 70. I'm Dana, and George is I'm, here. I'm George. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm gonna apologize, number one, right now, <laughs> to, uh, our poor editor, Devin, who's going to have to deal with this sound issue because we couldn't get XSplit to work, we couldn't get PowerGramo to work. We are currently in George's room right now, talking into the same headset mic, like literally inches from each other. If you get me cold, I'm, I'm, if you get me a cold, I'm going to be very cross with you. I'm, I'm sorry about my breath. I'll apologize right now. Uh... This isn't going to be a fun episode. No. We just uh, found out about two hours ago that um, Juario uh, from You Can Play This and that guy with the glasses.com, formerly of, uh, has passed away uh, as of last Thursday. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound um, and his wife was there on the other side of the bathroom door when he did it and I'm having a really hard time coming up with I, I George told me and I was just in shock and we went and we talked on Lord Cat's mumble for a while yeah and I I didn't know Justin extremely well. I met him once, like very briefly, at a MAGFest a couple years ago. You know, when we talked, we were thinking about getting him on the show. He was just the nicest man. Mm -hmm. The absolute nicest man. And he gave the best hugs. And from all accounts, he was just the bubbliest, happiest, smiling, good-natured, kindest man. And I'm finding out, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm watching everybody find out, mm. all his friends, his fellow producers on Twitter, and it's... I'm going to be crying this episode, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. George, you talk for a sec. Um, like I said, when I found... I was shell-shocked, because um, there's no way, there's no way in hell I would have thought that this would happen. Unfortunately, that's kind of the problem with uh, depression, is that it's very, very sneaky, and it's very, very powerful, and I guess I know that for a lot of people who have suicidal thoughts, that it's um, very hard to ask for help or to even listen to people who are willing to offer you a hand because there's that sense of nobody can help me there's the sense of I'm completely lost and hopeless and it can fool you the depression can fool you I just wish that there were people, there was some way that people, myself included, could have gotten it through our head that if we had just picked up the phone, 
go ahead and share this. Um, I am an alcoholic. Um, I am now a recovering alcoholic, thankfully. Um, and in October of last year, I attempted to commit suicide. Um, I was drunk. I was depressed. And I felt hopeless. And, you know, I took a bunch of pills and downed it with you know, half a bottle of vodka. And it just, I didn't think I... I, w I felt like I could never be fixed again. I could never be right again. And when I... I don't remember a lot of that week. On account of, you know, I was in and out of consciousness. And the alcohol that really messed my mind up. Um... doesn't feel like I did it, you know, that it's me who was making that decision, but I look at the, what it did to Dana, what it did to Carl, what it did to my family, and what it did to me, and I just wish Instead of picking up that bottle of pills, I picked up the phone and called somebody. But sometimes, you know, sometimes we do the best we can with what we have. And if you think you know somebody, if you think you know somebody who uh, might be considering suicide... I, I urge you, don't don't try to... There are numbers you can call. You could, There are numbers you can give them. Just listen to them. Listen to them. It's not... It's not easy. But you have to listen to them. Well, another problem that um, a lot of people are saying, you know, they they can't believe it was Justin that did it because he never seemed depressed. And um, the thing about that is, is I <sighs> depression is completely invisible on people. Uh, sometimes you just you. you can't possibly know what's going through somebody else's head. And, uh, I mean, I mean, there's, I, I don't know what Justin was going through. I don't, I don't think anybody does. I mean, to, to make the decision that he did. I mean, he's, 
a, a lot of time with, with the depression that I feel because I've been suffering from it for eight years now. I'm, uh, I, I, I still have bad days. I'm on therapy and meds. But, um, yeah, I, I wanted to kill myself a couple of times. Some of that was due to uh, physical illness that I was just completely sick of living with. Some of it was anxiety and stress and feeling, you know, George, like you said, like, it, it doesn't matter. It's never going to get any better. Yeah. But uh, I, I get even if you're surrounded by people who tell you how much they love you sometimes with d depression acts as, as kind of a barrier between you and love. And you just, it, it makes you unable to feel it. And, and you, you can't, sometimes you just don't know what somebody's going through. And, um, I just, I, I, I personally, I kept, I kept, I keep seeing everybody talk about how, how much Justin helped them feel better or feel like they had a friend or, and, and that he made everybody feel like, you know, they were important people. He made time for everybody. All, all that stuff. And you never know what kind of effect that you're having on people. If it's, you know, like, you, you, you don't know that how much you're loved. And I, I just keep thinking, you know, like, God, his fucking wife was right there. And I don't... I, I keep I, I I just keep thinking, you know. I mean, it, you know, I keep thinking about when I I found out that George tried to kill himself because I love George. I do love you so much, and I just keep thinking, what if that had happened? What would I do? I can't listen. I know there are a bunch of our listeners listening that suffer from depression to the point of suicidal depression. Listen to me, okay? I know you might not be able to feel it. And I know you might think that I'm full of shit. But listen, somebody loves you and needs you. Even if, I mean, it's it's hard to say it every single day, because then it just gets kind of overly mushy and, and you know, it sounds stupid. You know, I mean, you can't, you, you can't tell people that every day, but it's, you know, just, you have to know they're there. You have to know they're there. And I hope that if anything comes out of, uh, out of, out of Justin's suicide, it'll be maybe somebody who's one of his fans, who also suffers from depression, will see the outpouring of love to his family and, and see the consequences of the other. Because let me tell you right now, I mean, even if he had life insurance, it's not going to pay out. No. Not, not in a suicide. And I just lost my grandpa in, uh, in October. And he was a moron who didn't have life insurance. And so it's been really hard for my dad and my family. I, I'm, I'm splitting it. Like, it was $11,000. And I have to split the cost of that. Like, they, 
the funeral home was nice enough to allow us to make monthly payments, but I have to split that, like, every month between me and my dad and my little sister for probably about the next eight or nine years. And it was a real, real bad financial burden on my dad, who was also having to deal with the loss of his father. You know, I mean, you can't... So, it, I mean... It's, it's, it's not gonna... It, it might solve your problems <laughs> in a stupid way. But all the people that are going to be left behind that you're going to hurt. I mean, and, and, and just think, like, you don't... I'm not making much sense here. Because I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm totally in shock. I didn't even know him that well and I'm freaking out. But it's... It, it, it touched me because of how I... You know, how I, I, I've dealt with suicidal depression. I've never made it a secret on this show. I've talked about it on this show a lot. I, I am clinically diagnosed with moderate depression and uh, a, um, acute panic disorder with agoraphobia. And, you know, like George said, he's, uh, he's an alcoholic and also suffers from suicidal depression. So I figured, okay, well, let's let's do a show and let's we let's let's talk to our listeners a lot of a lot of our listeners came over from that guy with the glasses and i know there's people grieving right now and so i just wanted to just open up a dialogue between us and our listeners and i know we've done this before but this is this is the first time i think it's been really personal with everybody with the internet celebrity culture going on I mean, it's it's just, if you don't keep on living, how are you going to, I mean, think of the chances in the future you could have to touch somebody else's life. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, George, I couldn't have lived without you, man. <laughs> you know that? I couldn't, I couldn't have, I can't, I can't be without you. <laughs> it, just I, I just I just hope I just hope that somebody out there who watched Justin's videos or even caught one of his streams or something or anything just look at all the people around him who miss him so much and even if you feel alone like you know what you you're probably not a video producer or whatever but you don't know how many lives that you touch just by being alive and you need to keep giving yourself that chance to just get from one end of life to the other and just do just be kind to people just be kind to people you know there's there's a lot of shitbags out there I mean I live on the internet I, I, I've seen them so just do your part to be one one good person, you know. Yeah, just if you feel like you need even if you just feel like you need to talk to somebody, you know, we're on Twitter. We'll always be willing to talk to you about it. Um, we're gonna put up some uh, helplines if you or friend, you know, or family member as uh, you think might be at risk for suicidal thoughts. Um, there are people you can call. Totally anonymous. Totally anonymous. 
and look this is a shocking thing for all of us to deal with it's especially personal for Dana and myself but We're just a doofy little internet show. I mean, and we're saying that. Think about the people who you actually know who are around you. And there, I, I know a lot of people have problems, like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they have problems trying to find the money for therapy. Maybe you're thinking, so, well, I don't, you know, because for, for a while there, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't have the money for this, I don't have the money for that. Usually there's some sort of state-sponsored because I don't have insurance, and, uh, I'm on, I'm on, like, the, uh, the LSU Healthcare Network, which helps people who are very low income, um, you know, I mean, my, my therapy visits are only about 45 bucks, and my pills are four dollars over at, uh, Walmart, and George, what are you, what are you on? I'm on the, uh, Greater New Orleans Healthcare Network. But you applied for Medicaid, or? Yeah. But it's a different version of Medicaid, basically, that mostly only covers um, clinic visits. Right. But it's still something. It's still something. And so it's do you want to link to, like, how you, do you want to tell them how yeah. you went about doing it? Um, all you have to do is go to uh, Medicaid.com, and they will, you'll put in an application, and then it will give you a list of options that you can go through. Okay? And then... Like it, Dana's visits are very cheap. Mine are five bucks a visit. I get my meds from directly from the clinic, and that they're free. So there are options out there that are low to no cost. So just give it a shot, okay? Um, can you tell people what you were going through after you woke up in the hospital? Because I think I, I think people need to know like the consequences of. I I just I just want them. Let's just. Well, let me let me do mine first, yeah. and then and then we'll talk to you. Because um, I was institutionalized twice. Um, the first time was in August of two thousand and six. This was after Hurricane Katrina. Oh, that's, yeah, right. That's another thing that's wrong with me. I have PTSD from Katrina. That's so much fun. Um. I had I had just started therapy in New Orleans because uh, I, I well I I was going to the therapy in Illinois for, um, in 2004 so I guess it's been like 10 years I've been in therapy um but I they had just started me on Paxil and then Katrina hit literally like uh, five days later and the thing about Paxil don't go on Paxil Paxil is like the shittiest fucking drug you could ever be on it has the worst side effects and it's really expensive it was like a hundred some odd dollars for 30 days um but that's supposed to be very very closely supervised by a doctor especially when you're, when you're starting any kind of new medication that's you have to have your doctor kind of watch you okay because there's all kinds of shit that happens there's side effects they take like two to three weeks even to, if you know to know if they're working or not you know they're not going to be a right away sort of thing. 
So, um, what, what happened was I ended up having to go off of them cold turkey after about, shit, I don't know, a month and a half. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I had to just stop taking them. And that was just the worst thing that could have possibly happened. That is the harshest possible Google it sometime. Paxil withdrawal symptoms. Uh, I mean, that's that's the worst drug to go cold turkey off of out of all the antidepressants on there. You shouldn't go cold turkey off of any of them. But Paxil's the worst. And um, that fucked with my brain chemistry so hard. I, I started having breakdowns at work. I would go into the bathroom and just cry. And I would have to take the bus home. And that took an hour. And I had to walk, like, you know, a fucking mile uphill. <laughs> in, in the, the in the sun in the sun in Atlanta in the summer and and uh I went home and I I just my whole brain was blotted out and all I could think of was just pain 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 and 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 I just wanted it to stop I just wanted it to stop I wasn't thinking right I wasn't thinking all I know is that I was hurting and it just had to stop no matter what I didn't have a gun. I didn't have a, you know anything. I'm too much of a chicken shit with pains to slip my wrist. I didn't have a plan. But um, you know I, you know Carl called my dad and and my stepmom at the time and and they looked around. Um, you know placed in Atlanta and uh, I was institutionalized. Uh, you know they they called the cops. The cops came and got me. And uh, I went into a facility in Smyrna, Georgia, and uh, I was there for about, it was like four or five days. They have to keep you for about 48 hours. Um, and then they do an evaluation. It's it's really not that bad. Because I, um, I was at such a low point, I was willing to either, it, it was either I was going to kill myself or I was willing to just take any thread of hope I possibly could. Any adv- I, I would just... I, I sort of committed myself to just doing whatever the fuck the doctors told me to do. And there was, there was a shitty intake counselor there who, like, tried to blame, you know, Hurricane Katrina on New Orleans, fuck, you know, being sinful and whatever, and I was just, oh, I'm not talking to you, dude. I was really pissed. But it was, um... It was it was shitty. I didn't like being there. It was it was boring as fuck. They wouldn't let you have anything. You know, I couldn't have my teddy bear because you could smuggle drugs in there. I guess whatever. Uh, you know, I was I was roommates with like you know really, um, like people who had actually tried to kill them. So I don't know. I I didn't know how to talk to. Them. And there were just people who had it worse than me. There were people who weren't as bad. It was just 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 to see that you know holy shit, I'm not the only person who's ever felt like this. It, you know, it was, and, and there are people who are getting help and getting treatment. And, and the whole thing ended up getting billed to the state of Georgia. Uh, I've never found another state that would let me do that before. Um, it was... Uh, the, I did get billed for the ambulance, I'll tell you that. That cost a fuck ton. George, you got billed for the fucking ambulance. That was yeah. like a thousand goddamn dollars. That was more than your hospital visit, and you were in the hospital for a fucking week. Yeah. And and, and the, literally, we can walk to the hospital from our house. Yeah. And so that yeah, that two blocks was like you know like a thousand fucking dollars. Yeah. That was bullshit. 
Um, so anyway, they they, they um, gave me some some pamphlets and 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 I've repeated this advice a million times, probably on the show before, but I got memory problems. So who the fuck knows? If the way you were doing things worked, you wouldn't be in here. And I took that to heart, and I just started just trying to do anything different than what I had been doing. You know, uh, changed my diet a little, to, you know. Um, they played with my pills for a few months. I don't remember what I was on and off of, but, uh, you know, like they had me on lithium, they had me on... Uh, it was Zyprexa, I think it was called. I don't know, it was a whole bunch of stuff, some sleeping pills. Um, but I ended up on Celexa, which is really mild. If I go off of it, I still get really bad brains. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't want me off my pills. You don't want me off my antidepressant. I'm currently right now on 40 milligrams of Celexa, which is the antidepressant, and I think it's half a milligram of Clonopin or something like that, yeah. Yeah, half a milligram of clonopin, and that's for my panic attacks. I don't take that every day, because that's um, potentially addictive. I don't really want to get addicted to that. Um, but that mostly keeps me mellow, but I still have the agoraphobia. I still have a hard time leaving the house. I, I have horrible panic attacks when I try to leave the house, which, boy, that's that's going to be real fun at Wizard World. <laughs> uh you know, but it's it's an ongoing process. It's a treatment, and a lot of the hard things about depression is is because it's invisible, and because you might outwardly not show any signs of it. You know, people might not believe you, or they think you're lying, or being dramatic, or you know, maybe it's your time of the month, or if you're a guy you're encouraged not to talk about that sort of thing because then it makes you like a girl or unmanly to be depressed and to talk about it, and that's fucking bullshit. So there's stigma either way, you know. Either you're faking it, or you're a fucking lunatic, and nobody wants to be branded like that. But hey, listen, look. It's something that's fucking up in your brain. I'm on what's called an SSRI, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. And basically what that means is that my brain will not accept serotonin, which is sort of the happy chemical in your head. It, it, it doesn't process it properly. It's a chemical imbalance. So what the Celexa does is it makes it possible for my brain to digest, as it were. Why am I making quote marks? You can't see me. But it makes it possible for my brain to process that chemical in, that it is supposed to make and if it doesn't t you know, if it, if it doesn't produce the serotonin, it's going to really fuck it up I might have gotten some of that science wrong but that's basically the general idea you know, I'm not a chemist I'm not a, you know, scientist but the general idea is that you have something wrong with your brain chemistry and it fucks you up really hard and um that's not a shameful thing. That's just, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, it's not like the flu. It's not something you can, you know, take some meds and get better. It's, it's like cancer. You, you have to constantly be treating it and, uh, you know, it might, it might take the rest of your life or it might fade away a little bit. 
but with and, and I know there's some days I still can't get out of bed there's some days I just can't do it and it's a real struggle for me to just have a life and that's why I spend a lot of my time just on Warcraft <sighs> which you know is probably not good for me but you know I'm, I'm I'm starting to have kind of a social life there. I'm meeting new people. I'm making an effort to... Because usually it's just, you know, I quest around in my dead guild. But I've, you know, been trying to push myself harder this year. And I figure if I can take that step online and try to be more active in online communities, I can start pushing myself to go outside and do this. So it's... It's a little baby step thing. Just just push yourself just a little bit every day. Go to therapy. You know, take your pills. And don't believe people who say that you're being overdramatic. I heard that from my dad for fucking ever, and it really messed me up. You know, don't lash out at other people if you can help it. If you can help it. I know everybody has bad days, and, and it's it's okay. It's okay to feel that way okay to feel like you want to just fucking strangle somebody, as long as you don't do it. It's okay to feel like you're worthless and shitty and you don't want to get out of bed. It's, it's, it's okay. Those days will pass. They will absolutely pass and there will be other days, you know, just, just ride it out. Just ride it out is all I can say. And if it looks like it's never ever going to end, that's when you need therapy. That's when you need to call uh, a suicide hotline. Whatever you need to do. I have a folder on my computer that's just nothing but pictures of kittens. <laughs> it's for when I'm feeling absolutely horrible. Because it just brings a stupid smile on my face. I'm like, okay, I'll go on for kittens. It doesn't matter what the stupid thing is that keeps you going as long as it keeps you going. So, uh, I'm gonna hand the mic over here to George. And, you know, if you want to talk about your hospitalization. Well, um, I really don't remember much of that week, like I said. Um, um, I never considered the after effects, you know, what was going to happen, because I thought it would work, and my my problems are over. Well, what happens if it doesn't? There's so much more that, and to this day, it's going to be, I know it's going to be a struggle to pay off my medical bills, to pay off that ambulance, to not have my family, you know, worried that this is the last time they're going to talk to me. To not have Dana worry about me whenever she wants to go on a trip or she has to go back to see her family you know there are just because your pain is over doesn't mean that other people aren't going to be hurting too there are other people still involved in your life who care about you deeply I will assure you of that. And, uh, uh, the song is wrong. Suicide is not painless. 
it hurts you and it hurts the people you love just keep that in mind and like I said if you think you know somebody who might be considering it call one of the numbers we're going to post it'll be in the show notes if you just download from iTunes go to metafail.net and uh, we'll have them up there okay so please folks you are worth it you should stay alive please call if you feel no matter how worthless you might feel somebody cares about you just please keep that in mind um, and I think that's a good note to sign out on Dana. yeah um Mostly I'm I'm concerned for for Justin's widow who had to deal with that sort of thing. Um we might not have this in the show notes immediately, but I'm sure that somebody maybe that guy with the glasses, I don't know. Uh somebody'll probably put together something for a fundraiser to help her with funeral costs or uh, oh, just just anything else, because I mean, I mean, she's gonna have to. I I, I can't. Uh, but we're gonna. When we find out more, we're gonna post those in the show notes. Maybe we'll we'll have something before this gets edited and and put up. We don't know. But um. Uh, I I just want to wish. You know, I I I want I want to give my condolences to my friends over at that guy with the glasses uh i know you lost a very very good friend and if i'm i'm sitting here been crying for the past couple hours i can't even imagine how you guys feel uh from all accounts justin was just the nicest guy in the world and i'm so sorry that you've lost him right now and if there's anything that made a fail can do to help his his widow I I want to know. I want to I want to help with that, just to make her life. You know, I mean, it's it not easy. You know what I'm trying to say. I just just to make her not have to worry about one thing, so she can mourn and 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 grieve her husband. And uh, you know, just uh. I'm sorry this was a downer episode, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about. Um, I know a lot of people our age and our our uh, our our collective fandom, uh, or just you know geeks in general. I know a lot of us suffer from depression. A lot of us. It's not uncommon, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And we're all kind of in this together, and and just. I'm having a hard time ending this too, but um, uh, you know, everyone I know who knew Justin personally, you know, I'm I'm so sorry for your loss. And if there's anything that me or George or the rest of the Made of Fail family can do, you let us know. 
We're at made underscore of underscore fail at yahoo.com. We're on Twitter at made underscore of underscore fail. I'm on Twitter as Queen Anthi. George is on Twitter at Rossetti. If you guys need, you know, anything, tweet us, email us, whatever you got. And, uh, you know, just... Just make sure the people around you know that they're loved. Just make sure that they know that they're loved. And make sure that you know that you are loved. And that you deserve love. And you deserve to be on this earth. And, you know, just whenever you see somebody, just give them a hug. Well, not random strangers, because that would be awkward and weird. Yeah, not policemen, because they might, you know, take that wrong. It's just creepy. Yeah. Alright. This has been episode 70. Thank you for listening, and, uh, you know, just love one another, man. Good night.